Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. So today, um, we're in a series called Devoted. And uh, last week, Pastor Journey spoke on the fact that there is a price to be paid when it comes to growing in our relationship with God. The price that is to be paid is that of time, energy, and effort. The Bible says things like seek the kingdom of God, pursue righteousness, and grow in the grace of Jesus and in your knowledge of him. The old slogan, no pain, no gain, is kind of true in the sense that you will get out of something what you put into it. In that message, we talked about the price of growth, the decision to intentionally spend time with God in the secret place, meeting daily and deeply with him and why the cost is worth the price. So today we're going to dive into the teaching of the practical steps of reading and journaling. So I'm gonna pray for us one more time and then we're gonna get into the message. So if you guys would bow your heads. Spirit of the living God, uh, fall on us. Give us your truth, give us your wisdom. You lead us into all truth. Help us tonight have ears to hear. Help us have hearts that are able to, to, to have your seed be planted in us. So God, we thank you for the, the, the time that we have here. God, help me in, in my words. May they be yours. And it's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. So week two, Bible reading 101. Do you know why it's called 101? I have no idea. It's just what it is. Don't know why it's 101. That's actually a good question. I thought it was now. Why do they call it 101 when it's talking about the introduction to something? Um, maybe it's like class one, and then this is the one version of that class. I don't know. Who knows? 101. There we are. Never thought I'd have a question about that. So our main text, Brad, if you could put it on the screens, is uh, found in John 16, I believe. If not, I have it on here, but it's John 16, verses 12 and 13. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there as well. Is it on there? Not on there? Is, okay, awesome. Um, okay, yeah, so John uh, 16, verse 12 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. So what we have here is, is Jesus telling uh, the disciples uh, such good wisdom. Sorry, I went out for a second. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we, we have in the text just this, this truth that we're going to really get into and how it applies to us today. So the theme of today, we see that Jesus said to his disciples that there were still many things that he wanted to say to them, but they were not ready for them. However, the Holy Spirit would speak to them and would lead them and guide them into all truth as they both were able to receive it and needed it. The heart of the second message is that we would see when we read our Bible, we are posturing ourselves for the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the scripture. More than getting Bible smart, we are seeking God to speak to us right where we are and give us exactly what we need. So today I have four truths for you, four truths uh, that, that are going to help you grow in your relationship with God and understanding of his word. So truth number one, start with prayer. So start with prayer. This is, this is the practical. We're getting into the practicals. You want to know how to, you ever seen those like reading for dummies? 
that's such a like reading for dummies. Like, just do it. The book is just being like, here you go, read. Um, that's a funny joke. I didn't. Come on now. Uh, start with prayer. So why we start with prayer? So go back to the main script, scripture if you can, Brad. I think it's uh, in verse thirteen. It says, so we see here, it says, um, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So that, that's basically saying, unless the Holy Spirit speaks, we cannot get it. So if we need the Holy Spirit to speak to us, then we should start with prayer and start by asking him to speak to us. Starting with prayer postures our hearts rightly and reminds us that God says, if we ask, he will speak to us. We know this because Matthew 7, his word says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Pastor Brandon said it this way. If the Holy Spirit is the one who gives revelation into God's word and God is the one who through his word ministers to us, then we need um, to start by inviting him. This can be long, this can be short, but it should be meaningful. Who has like long conversations with their mom or, or dad or, or whoever is important to them. Like who has those long conversations where it's like, you know, it's, they're just long, you know, they're just long conversations, but we also have those short conversations where it's just high, yeah, whatever. But um, those conversations, they should be meaningful. You can have short conversations with your parents and it'd be like, wow, that was, that was really good. But then sometimes we need these long conversations. But um, in, 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 in getting into God's word, we should start by inviting him because if we're going to hear him, it might be a good idea to invite him into it. So you wouldn't expect to have a conversation with someone over the phone without calling them first. You're just talking like to yourself, really. So um, I would say like we have to start by inviting God into our secret place, into our time where we're trying to hear something. God, I, I don't know about you, but I open my Bible not to like memorize I do, but I don't do it just to look at words, but I look to hear what God wants to say to me. I look for wisdom. I look for truth. I look for understanding. I look for something when I go in this word. That's why it's, 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 it's not just words on a page, but we get to invite the living God into our hearts because he has stuff for us today. He didn't just submit it on stone just to, for then, but it's for us today. It's for us today. Um, so my second truth and tip would be to read with ears to hear. So that's the second point. So why? So we need to come to realize that God wants to minister to us through his word. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to help you. He has a wealth, a endless supply of facts. You're like, yo, God, I, how, oh, this is a situation. There's this girl, like God, like he's like, yo, I'm trying to talk to you. Like I'm trying to talk to you, like listen to me. Um, and, and really, like, we have to realize that he is trying to speak to us. But are we hearing him? Do we have ears to hear? Because who knows, who listens to headphones uh, in the car with somebody, and they're trying to talk to you, and, and you're, like, you're hearing it, and they're like, you're like, what? I don't know about you, but I don't know how hard, you know how hard it is to hear someone when you've got music going on? It's incredibly challenging. You could ask, all right, I'm in the car, like, blasting music she's talking to me it's like wah, 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 wah. and I'm like sorry what was that oh I love you too and then just kidding um if you haven't known my wife Ari is is my wife uh almost two months yes a uh, little bit about me uh I have a wife so 
That's like my favorite thing about myself right now, to be honest. I mean, honestly, best thing I got, except for my relationship with the Lord. That is priority, but then it's her. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Um, so we read with ears to hear uh, why we need to come to realize that God wants to minister us through his word. When you read your Bible, don't just read to get through it. Don't just read to check off the box. Just, to say you told, just tell your mom you did it, just so you can go back to what you want to do, which is watch TV and YouTube and be on your phone. So reading as fast as you can to get over it is not what we want to do. We want to read with ears to open to hear God speaking to us. So we read slowly. We have a pen. We might have a highlighter, blue or purple. I don't know. What's your preference? We take notes. Oh, God, that's a good one. Mm. I'm going to underline that bad boy. That's a good word right there. That's a fact right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for writing that. Like, I don't know about you, but like sometimes I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, Bo, bro, like that's like, that's a bar. Bo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm reading the Bible and I'm just like, dang, that's a, that's a bar right there. Bo. Yeah, that's my, yeah. Um, so listen, we got it. We, it's not just for us to look at words. We're looking at words all the time. I know y'all go to school and I know you're, you're, you're reading stuff. Who could tell me everything they're reading? Not a chance. I don't even know. I don't even, tell me something you read today other than the Bible and uh, tell me whatever. Uh, what? Math problem? How was it? Uh, <laughs> what was the history? It was about uh, Chinese people. That's amazing. I love them. Uh, the reason why I didn't get into it, the reason I remember, story time, I remember being in youth. I remember being in youth and not getting it, not hearing it. I remember on one foot, I mean, I was in youth. I was praying. I was like, Jesus, use me. Do what you want. All this stuff. I was, was, I was going to youth group. I was going to youth camps. I was like, God, make me cry so I can look cool. God, make me cry in worship service. Listen, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I was in worship I was just like, oh, God, make me feel something. I want to cry. I want to feel like a baby. I'm tired of being a tough boy. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't care about you high school boys. I wanted to cry at 17. God wrecked me is what I wanted. So on one, on one hand, I was at camp. I was going. I didn't miss a year. I would go to camp on my birthday. It was my birthday present. It was, it was what, that was the one, the one part of my life where I was going to youth camp. I was trying to read my Bible. I was listening to worship music and, and I was trying to, trying to hear from God. And on the other hand, the other foot, I was still uh, a high schooler. I did sports. I was busy. I was in school and I had a lot of friends. I cared about popularity. I cared about my friends and what they thought of me. I just wanted to be funny, like all this stuff. So I was in this, 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 this place where everything was equal. I was wondering why this wasn't growing. Why was not, why wasn't I hearing from God? And I realized it wasn't, it was because I didn't have ears to hear. I was preoccupied. I was busy. I could, I didn't have ears to hear. And I didn't choose to silence everything and truly focus and change my ways and make choices that allowed for me to hear and truly hear what God was trying to say to me. To hear God's word, he has to be a higher priority and at a higher volume. And it also took time. So if you have music, you have the volume button. We have two volume buttons. They shouldn't be equal. God should be at a higher volume than everything else. It can't be equal. 
So you need to lower the volume on the world and the other things to truly hear from God, to have ears to hear. Turn him up. Um, we know this because uh, in, 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 this, in the main text, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Because right there, specifically in this moment, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they were preoccupied. They were distracted. Their, their focus wasn't on what Jesus was saying. So he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. So we have to have ears to hear because God is trying to say things to us. But we can often become distracted, preoccupied. Am I going too fast? You guys good? I should have been like a, can I get a forward and like, you know, the salesman, I would have been good. I would be like funny for me because I've been like, I'm saying the wrong numbers. This is awful. Um, so God has things to say. He wants to say to us today even. He wants to be personal with you. There is so much already in the Bible that he can help you with in the situation that you're in. So much that is in the Bible is, is applicable for today. It might not be in the same context because we're not just all fishermen. We're not, you know, you know, doing yeehaw with the garden, but like, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate for uh, us today. Maybe we are doing garden work. I don't know about you, but there's application for you today in this word. And God wants to speak to you. And, and uh, 1 Samuel 3.10 says, and the Lord came and stood calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. And in this specific text, um, Samuel uh, was called out by God three times. And the, the first, and the, I think it's three times. And the first and the second time, he thought it was, it was Eli. And he would go, Eli, what? You called me, but it was God. And then he'd go a second time. He's like, yo, Eli, what do you want? Uh, you called me? Like, you're, what, what do you want? And the third time, Eli, his mentor said, next time it calls, say, your servant hears. And that's exactly what happens. So God was calling him. Um, and we see that God had something to say to him. But was he listening? Or was, was he going to God? And, and, and really, what I want you guys to understand is faith, it's a listening journey. I've coined it this way. It's a hearing venture. I know we're reading words on a page, but we're reading it to hear the voice of God. 2 Corinthians tells us that we live by faith, not by sight. So when we read, it's also beneficial to you that you write down your thoughts, which is my next point. Surprise. Point number three, journal. Wait, sorry. Uh, point number three is actually uh, journal. Pray again is number four. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, Brad. Um, so I guess you could just point, put point four up there. So yeah, uh, uh, point uh, three is journal. <laughs> uh, point number three is journal. And, and, and a method that we use uh, here, I'm not saying it's the only method you should ever use. And if you don't, that's it. Leave. No, like I'm saying that this is just a method that we use and it's also a helpful one. So having read and listened for what God is speaking to you, we should journal. Write it down. Write down what God is speaking to you. There's so many benefits to this. Often as, as you write what God is speaking to you, more insight is drawn. Also, you are learning the process of hearing God and articulating it, which is an, a needed skill to encourage others and preach the good news. This is also helpful for you to remember what God has spoken to you in the past. I have journals that I have had since I was 15 that if I went to it, I'd be like, wow, 
God, you're you're speaking to me then. I can't believe like it, there's this connection here. There's you're faithful. So it's amazing what can happen when we let the pen move that articulates what we're thinking and feeling. So my advice to you is let the pen move. Let the pen lead you. I mean, you, you have stuff in you. I know we're not all just tired and fine, but that's, that's, that's kind of what we hear. I'm, I'm fine, I'm good. And, and some of us like, yeah, we're, like, I'm, nothing's really going on wrong, but there's feelings inside of us. There's things that we're, we're thinking or we're trying to process or we're not too sure about it. We, we have questions. Write it down. In God's word, I mean, he speaks to us. He speaks to us in his word. So SOAP, like I said, is a recommended method. It has great benefits as it teaches you how to study God's word and the mechanics. And for, for, for reference, I'm gonna actually SOAP for you a verse to show you how. I know, I'm, I'm pretty sure many of you know what SOAP is, but a SOAP is a, just a method that we use. S, scripture. So what scripture did God speak to you? Observation. Uh, what did it say and what was it talking about? Uh, a, application, how does it apply to your life and, and to the life of others? Prayer, what's your response to God? So my example is John 3.16. One, I, I hope we all know. Put it on, do you have John 3.16? There we go. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Can we just all read that together, like out loud? Like, like let's get hype in here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I could pass the mic around and we could all soap this and it'd be sick. You can, you can keep um, uh, it up there, please. So I'm going to soap it for you. So S, scripture. There you go. That's the scripture I'm going to use. Thank you, Nina. Uh, that's the scripture I'm going to go for. So my observation, it tells us that God loves us. And, and I know this because we see that he gave his only begotten son. So God proves his love because he gave us something. And he gave us something that, that, that saved us, that promises us something. And, and we have proof, like I said, we have proof that God loves us because he has given us many things, but the greatest being his son, Jesus. This is important because Jesus was given so that we may have eternal life. And it says here that all we have to do is believe in him and we will have eternal life that is being promised and more. And application, that was my observation, this is my application. This applies to my life as it is a reminder that I am so loved by God. I don't need to, to go away from that because I am so, it says right here, I am so loved by God. So I can walk with the knowledge that I'm so loved by God. And not just in this, I don't know, maybe God loves me. No, God loves me because he gave. And he's done so much to prove this to me. And he's already done this for me. And I just need to realize more and more that he has done it. And I'm to believe in him and who Jesus is, that he died and rose for me so that I can also so every day I can live with the confidence that I am loved and saved because of what God has done for me. So that's my application. In my prayer, it's, 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 it's literally like just thanking God. Thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you for giving me all that you have given me. Thank you for taking my place on the cross, taking the punishment so I wouldn't have to. I believe you are Lord. And I believe uh, that you came and you died and you rose again. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. And I commit myself to you even more today.
You deserve my everything because you gave me everything. I'm so thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for you um, and all that you have done for me. So there we are. It's, 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 it's very simple. It's scripture. So what, what's God speaking to me? It's observation. What, what do I feel like this text is saying? An application. What, how do I apply this to my life? And then prayer is, is really, I think, where you can get more into the journaling and, and, and really let that pen move. And just, I mean, literally, I've, most of my, like, my P's, my prayers are like, God, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. You're so amazing. Like, I can't believe you're so, like, all this stuff. Help me apply this word to my life. Help me live this word out. Thank you, God, for your truth that you give. Like, it's, it's a love letter. I'm writing, like, he's given me many love letters. And I, my prayer, I mean, sometimes my prayer is just thanking him. So, and our fourth point is to pray again. Does it say third? Yeah, fourth, he fixed it. Pray again, which is the, the, the fourth um, um, uh, kind of point slash tip slash uh, truth. Thank you. Um, so don't just close the journal. Don't just move on. Take time to stop. Thank God for speaking to you and asking him to help you and apply what you just journaled on in your life. So it kind of talked, I kind of talked about in the actual uh, SOAP, the P, um, where, you, where you get to kind of write out your prayer, but once you're done, I mean, put the pen down and just begin to thank God. There's times when I'm, when I'm, when I'm journaling and I just, I, I'm kind of done and I know I'm getting to that point. I'm like, God, thank you just for what you've spoken to me. Thank you for the way you're giving me good things. You're blessing me, God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the, what you're doing in my life. Thank you for what you do in my marriage. Bless my wife, bless my family, bless those who have helped me and bless those, bless my enemies. Like, I mean, just as you pray, I mean, I just pray some more. So um, in my life, I, like I said, I remember being in youth. I remember uh, just not connecting the dots and I didn't know why. And really I, I find out that it's because I didn't have ears to hear. So I kind of want to walk you through kind of like what I experienced. Um, no context, I uh, went to Bible college and there's a part of my Bible college uh, days when I, would, when I would travel to camps and, camps and I would speak to the, the people at the camp and kind of get them to come to my school uh, for those who felt called to the ministry. And I remember being, feeling like I was vastly unprepared. And I remember being like, God, I need something. I need you. Uh, I don't know this and that. And I had so many questions um, and I was really not confused or anything, but I was just like, God, I just need, I just need to hear you. And I, and I remember just literally like just going to his word. And I remember just going and finding myself in Romans. So I read through Romans one, two, three, four, and I landed on five. And I remember like, a, like I hit the brakes. I read Romans five. Can you throw it on the screen, Brad? So I remember reading, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment I'm actually, I think I want to stop there. I'm going to stop there for now. And then I'm going to pick it up back at verse 18 in a second. But I remember reading this. I'm going to read through it again because it literally just made so much sense to me as if God like spoke these words to me. It made so much sense like what I've been given. It says, therefore, 
we have been made right in God's sight by faith. So how, how are we made right? By our faith. We have peace with God because of what God, because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. Okay, it explains it right there. Why, why, do we have, why do we have peace with God? Because of what Jesus Christ did. And because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. So that explains, oh, I don't deserve this, but it's been given to me. It's a, it, it's, it's a gift. And we can now joyfully look forward to the future, sharing in God's glory with those around us. And again, verse three, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they, they help us develop endurance. So now I understand, okay, now I understand why things are kind of hard. Now I understand why there's struggles because I, I'm to, I'm to uh, grow in endurance. Not that they're just to defeat me, not that bad things are supposed to just happen to me, but things are supposed to help me and grow in me. The Bible says, like, we can rejoice and I think that postures my heart to say, I can have hope in situations where that, that I feel like may be defeating. I can say, okay, God, I see what you're doing because your word says trials help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. So endurance helps me in my strength and who I am. It helps me and it makes me stronger and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. This hope does not lead us to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So I remember reading that and going, that makes so much sense. I don't know, I mean, I'm not saying it like, wow, a light bulb just went off in your head. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I remember reading that and going, wow, God, like that makes a whole lot of sense. And then going back to, going down to verse 18, Brad, can you go to verse 18, starting at 18 and then we'll go through 21. Uh, okay, yeah. So, and then later on, I remember getting, getting this part, and I remember it says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many people became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Amen, Amen you're right. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin rode over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the gospel right there. That's the gospel truth. So we see now that, oh, like, why is there sin? Why is there stuff? Oh, because Adam first, uh, first thought, okay, why did Jesus, oh, Jesus came to fix that. And, and through one man's um, uh, turning away from, one man's turning away from God, we see that it also was one man's uh, uh, dying on a cross, being God, being Jesus, that saved us. And I just love that connection. It was like, wow, you mean to tell me that this is all connected? You mean to tell me that there is a plan and a purpose since the beginning and that Adam was leading to Jesus? Yes, that's what I felt in that moment. And I remember reading that and going, you mean to tell me that that's in your word? You mean to tell me that I, I can make sense of this? It's not just confusing. And, and if, you, if you don't get it right now, it, like I'm, it's totally fine. I'm just saying it might be too simple. But I remember reading that and going, wow, I just feel like, God, you spoke to me. And I remember that. And, and see how simple that was when I broke it down? I don't, I'm, it was simple in my understanding. And I remember reading this and it felt like I finally understood. But it was only because I had ears to hear that I was asking God, for, and I was asking God for understanding that I was able to grasp it. 
So I remember hearing that probably time and time again. I probably heard that, that chapter, that verse many times. Like I said, in high school, I mean, I was in high school and I was in, I had a youth pastor. I, had, I went to youth camp and I heard the gospel and I heard the good news and I heard all these things. But I didn't, I didn't get it like I did when I was seeking him. I didn't hear his voice like I did when I was, when I was calling out to him. I didn't, I didn't hear it. And, and, and I really believe that for you guys, that's for you. I'm gonna encourage you guys for a minute just because I believe in you. I believe in the God that says, you ask and you shall receive. You seek and you will find. You knock and the door will be open to you. So as I kind of wrap up all of that, I would say it doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't. And, and we have a hard time of complicating it. Where do I start? Where, do I, where, am I, where am I supposed to begin? Where am I, what's, what translation, all this stuff? How can I believe in the Bible if it's all this? You don't have to complicate it. We have people around us. We have a, a church that is a Bible-believing church. You are in. This church is, I mean, it's, it's just in my time of being here, it's already grown my biblical knowledge already. So I say you're in a good place. Now let's, let's have ears to hear. Let's lower the volume on other things and then raise the volume on other things. It's all in choices. It's all in the decisions to say, okay, I'm gonna quiet this and I'm gonna intentionally choose to, to, to turn this up. So we can do this. We can do this. You can do this. You can have radical experiences. You can have change in your life. You can have power in prayer when you pray for the things, when you pray for your family. You can see change in people's lives. You, this, 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 this story is not just for story for people then, it's for you now. You can experience miracles. You can experience healing. You can experience so much because again, God said as much We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.